You're listening to the Hometown Crowd Podcast, part of the 910 Comedy Podcast Network. On tonight's episode of Hometown Crowd, we recap what felt like six months of Antonio Brown drama, but was really just the last two weeks. Every QB in the NFL is hurt, some early NFL surprises, and we talk about the first three weeks of college football. Locally, the Woodpeckers' inaugural season comes to a close with the team nearly pulling off a historic championship. Get on your feet, you're cheering with the Hometown Crowd. Hello and welcome to episode 7 of Hometown Crowd, your source for sports news across the country and in our backyard of Fayetteville, North Carolina. I'm one of your hosts, Tim Dipple. I'm Mike. I'm Heather. As announced on social media, we have invited Heather to join us full time, so welcome to the show, Heather. Thank you. Uh, How are you guys doing tonight? I am well. I am recovering from travel and I still need a nap. Yeah, with you. uh, What about you, Heather? I'm just working on my thing over here. <laughs> Heather is currently uh, taping her fingers together. Tape, no, I'm taping my thumb because uh, if uh, Drew Brees is going to be thumbless for six weeks, I'm going to be thumbless. <laughs> so solidarity, Drew. Solidarity. Yeah, that's so. definitely one of our hot topics for tonight that we're going to cover. But Poor with Drew. with Mac being out last week, we we did decide to take a week off, and holy hell. What a week to take off. Yeah. Like, just the whole, like, the wheels fell off. It literally feels like it's been six months since we recorded. And it's been two weeks. Yeah. 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 Um, because every piece of sports news and history has dropped in these last two mm-hmm. weeks. Um, last time we recorded, Antonio Brown was a Raider. Yeah. Uh, the team was debating suspending him. Uh, he had just apologized to the locker room, and they said he was playing Monday night, week one. And then um, all he hell was broke loose. Fired. Uh, yes, he was cut the next day, mm-hmm. uh, September seventh. He's cut by the Raiders. Uh, later that day, he signs a one-year, one year $15 million contract with your Patriots, Mac. Uh, don't forget the $9 million <sighs> signing bonus. Right. And then he had a second-year option for $20 million. And he was ineligible for week one, but the Patriots didn't need him. They, they blew out the Steelers 33-3. As we're wont to do. Right. So then, that's September 8th. September 10th, somebody comes forward and accuses him of sexual assault and rape. A former trainer, which Brown naturally denies. Uh, September 15th, he plays his first game with the Patriots. He gets his four passes for 56 yards and a touchdown. Miami I mean, loses 43 nothing. The Patriots were playing uh, a semi-pro team. I don't so. even think they qualify that high. Yeah. Uh, they've pretty much thrown in the season already. <laughs> Um, I've seen that they've already started to get their paper sacks out. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next day, September 16th, the NFL sits down with the accuser. And while they're doing this, a second woman steps forward and accuses him of sexual misconduct. Uh, multiple sponsors drop him. And as of today, he has been cut yes. by the New England Patriots. And not even just cut. The Patriots do not have to give him that signing bonus because he violated the terms of his contract. Mm-hmm. I actually saw some so. crazy number that he went from making. He was scheduled to make twenty nine million this year, and he's going to end up with a hundred and eighty three thousand this year for twenty nineteen. 
Just, how do you get fired on your day off? <laughs> Twice. Come on. Twice. Come on, Craig. <laughs> um, I mean, when you... Really? The thing is, at this point, he needs to just be yeeted into the sun when you get down to it. Um, Mac, this is your team who signed him. Yeah. Yeah. And they should have done... They actually should have hired that Sports Illustrated reporter to do the background check. Um, and I honestly think, you know, Bill takes all these malcontents... And then essentially says, you're starting from scratch here. I'm not worried about what happened wherever you were. Just mind your P's and Q's and play football, damn it. Um, well, then you get the the text messages that he's sending to his friends to go tell her. Uh, I think that was for the second uh, well, uh, no, victim that came up. From what I was hearing, she was included in those text messages. Okay, yeah, well. Like, how yeah. do you, like, either, either he's an idiot and uh, accidentally included her. Or he's an, he's idiot, an idiot and, included and was her. sending yeah. them to her yeah. and including everybody else, yeah. including his own damn lawyer. Yeah, I, I think that was the you know the latter is probably more than the <laughs> yeah. former. Um, he, I just I don't get that. You know, you've got the king of second chances or third chance, however the hell, hell you. I want mean, to go Gordon's at it. on how many now? Yeah, but you know what? With Josh Gordon, it was a it's a, it's an addiction thing. All right, I understand that, you know, especially personally. Uh, but Antonio Brown's just a fucking idiot. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, there's no other way to put that. No. Uh, so, I mean, where does this leave Brown now? Is he done? I mean... Is is this the end of Antonio Brown? Or is he done for the year? Is somebody going to take a chance? He's, he's a fireball. When you get down to it, there's only been one player that's ever had an act of misconduct that didn't get back into the league, and that was Ray Rice. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of scouts will tell you that's because just because the two years before that he went from like five, you know, four and a half yards per carry down to less than three. So I mean, teams are going to look past character for talent. Uh, I don't think he plays again this year. No, uh, I think a lot of teams will see how this civil suit plays out, and if any criminal charges come, which I think the cops have said they've wanted to talk, to, they're wanting to talk to him now. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I, he his best bet is just to go ahead and surrender himself now and try mm-hmm. and you know whatever get comes. those ducks in a row. Yeah, and then see what happens next season. Yeah, I mean, but let's face it: if Tyreek Hill still has a job, uh, Kareem Hunt still has a job. Uh, Richie Incognito still has a job. And that man, you know, was all in favor of uh, beating the shit out of his own teammates and then going on racist tirades on social media. So, I mean, and we've seen Michael Vick came back. Mm -hmm. Ray Lewis came back. I mean, granted, it was a different NFL then. And this is sexual assault in the post-Me Too era or... We're still in the Me yeah. Too era, however you want to look yeah. at it. But post the beginning of Me Too, how, how do you come back from, like, sexual assault charges now? Five years ago, maybe, but... I mean, it doesn't... Again, NFL teams don't care. They don't care. Don't. It's obvious they don't have any principle, because look how many fucking stiffs are playing quarterback in the NFL right now, and Kaepernick still can't get a job. Mm-hmm. Okay? Luke Falk has a job. Uh, th- I mean, come on, you know, there's no way he should be playing, and and Kaepernick's not. Um, but they don't care. I mean, they're the NFL is not what you would call a principled organization. I'm I'm sorry, they're they're not. Um, you know, it's just 
I really think if he st- manages to stay out of jail after this season, you're going to see him wearing 84 on somebody's sideline. Who do you think takes that risk, though? It's gonna. Ha- I think a bad team will do it. Mm-hmm. Miami? You know what? Why not? <laughs> Why not? Why not? Point, give give two or somebody to throw to. An improvement. No, maybe. no, I'm telling you right now. If two next year, next year, no, when two is a rookie quarterback, what you're shaking your head? Yep, I think two is going to do an, uh, a power play like Eli did. Like, yo, I ain't going to Miami. I mean, I don't. No state him. tax, hot chicks, great, you know, scene. But uh, I have to play behind Miami's offensive line. No. Well, and it's funny because, you know, we were trying to think of the bad teams that he could go to, and the first one I thought of was the Raiders, and I was like, no, 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 no. I feel like he was just there. He was just there, so I don't see them repeating the same mistakes. I mean, if you look at, like, Miami, uh, Jacksonville, um, I mean, hell, I mean, the Jets at this point, like, their offense is stagnant. Yeah. You know, he could be, uh, you know, something. I just... I don't think any established team that's got a chance of winning that actually has a... I'm not saying the Patriots have a good reputation as a franchise. Trust me, the, the owner is an avid Trump supporter and uh, gets handsies at like $2 massage parlors, which I still don't figure out if you have as much money as Robert Kraft has. Why are you doing that? Um, but, you know, other franchises, like the Rams aren't going to touch him. You know, uh, the Chargers aren't going to touch him. Mm-hmm. The Saints aren't going to... Like, these, Ooh, these teams with good... Reputations are not going to touch this guy. And you don't want him over there. Mm-mm. Sean Payton, no. Sean Payton wouldn't touch him. With so you bring up the Jets, mm-hmm. you bring up the Jaguars. You know what they have in common? They all have their backup quarterback in. Just like the, a quarter of the league. <gasps> That's called a segue, folks. <laughs> How many times do I need to tell you it's not a good segue? If you point out the segue. I'm allowed to do whatever I want. I'm a, I'm a co-host on this freaking thing. You're not his real mom. Yeah, you are not. You can't tell me what to do, Tim. But we are facing a, a drastic QB shortage all of a sudden. We're two weeks into the season. We're entering week three. And seven or eight quarterbacks are already down for the count. Yeah. Um, and honestly, after watching last night's game, Mariota's not going to make it the whole season. Uh, he got sacked nine times last night, and he went from looking like, hey, he might have learned how to play football finally in week one against your beloved Browns yeah, yeah, to, yeah. look at me, I'm uh, suddenly a rookie quarterback all over again, I forgot how to throw the football. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I just, even if with Ryan Tannenhill back there, who showed us nothing in seven years in Miami, you, you can't keep playing Mariota if he just is going to look like hammered dog shit like he did last night. But let's talk about, you know, the quarterbacks who we do know about. Yeah. Uh, Roethlisberger, he's out for the season. Oh, no, he's uh, out for next season, too. You, you think? Tommy John? Yeah, it's 18 months. I've, I've heard it was rumor. No. I didn't, I didn't hear any co- no, confirmation it, it, Carson, about the Tommy John. Carson Palmer was on ESPN Radio with Mike, Mike, and Trey, and <clears throat> he said... I mean, the dude had Tommy John surgery. You know, Carson yeah. Palmer did. He was the first quarterback to come back and play after having Tommy John surgery. Right. And just the way that Roethlisberger and the Steelers have described it, like, let's face it, if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's, it's, it's a, duck. a duck. Yeah, it's ulnar, you know, uh, that ulnar ligament replacement. And the thing is, it's, it's an 18-month turnaround, you know, and Palmer said that he 
it took a year for him to be able to grip a football again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, he's... he's and not, Roethlisberger's... I mean, he's pushing the end of his career. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, I mean... He's been pushing the end of his career for the last, like, three seasons. What are you talking about? And Brady's been pushing it for eight. Exactly. Uh, Don't talk but, about St. Thomas like that. <laughs> but, I mean, he's just the only... Co- to open-mouth kiss you, so shush. He's, he's the only quarterback who's not I've seen injured. Ted... Ted, too? I'd be that guy. (laughs) He's the only quarterback not injured at this point. Uh, But Pittsburgh seems to have faith in Mason Rudolph. And I don't get it. Uh, I don't get it. Why did you do that? They went out and traded for Minka Fitzpatrick, bolstering their defense. That tells me they're not tanking. No, they're not going to, because they really think that, that, you know, Rudolph is going to be, like, the second coming. And he is about the same size. He's probably 90 pounds lighter. And he's more, you know, he's younger. But, like, there's something that Ben was able to bring to the offense that kind of uh, the ability to get out of the pocket and make something from nothing. Right. That the whole offense revolves around. Like, he he, make, he knows how to extend a play. And Rudolph doesn't know how to do that yet. Um, I mean, I just, I would, you've got a team built around your quarterback, but can, excuse me, but can win. I'm not sitting pat with Mason Rudolph. Like, that's, I don't know. I just, and he's a Big 12 quarterback. So, so where do you, miss, it's not even funny. Let, let, let's adjust the, the Steelers' predictions. I think you said nine and seven. Mm-hmm. Where do you think they go? I mean. Where do you think they land? I can still see him pulling out nine games. Uh, James Conner stays healthy. Mm. Um, you know, and we'll see Juju how. stays healthy. Yeah, we'll see how Fitzpatrick fits into that defense. Uh, you know, he. He didn't like how it was being utilized in Miami. Um, you know, essentially what the Jalen, you know, Jalen Ramsey is doing down in Jacksonville. It seems like there's just a lot of good defensive backs trying to get the hell out of Florida. Um, but, I mean, we'll, we'll see. He's a second-year player. Um, I would like to see him be successful. I just, I, I don't know. I just, I kind of, I want these guys to be successful. I want them to, to excel in their chosen career path. Uh, but, like, Megan Fitzpatrick doesn't scare me. You know, like as a Pats fan. Um, I mean, nothing should scare you at this point. They had no injury. Injury scares me to death. (laughs) (laughs) You still took him down 33-3. Yeah, I mean, but I I, I don't think you really need to adjust it. I mean, you're going to have to, you'll have to shorten the playbook probably and and run a lot more. But, I mean, I can still see him win nine games. Ask me about Cleveland when we get there, but (laughs) not yet. Let's head down to New Orleans. And Drew Brees is out six to eight weeks, torn ligament in his thumb. He was unable to grip a football mm-hmm. on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. How are things going in New Orleans? We don't quite know what to do with our lives right now. <laughs> it's, it's a very sad state of affairs. Um, How are you feeling about the proposed two quarterback solution? Uh, Teddy Bridgewater and Taysom Hill? It has not worked for us in the past. Mm-hmm. And so, I want to give Teddy Bridgewater the benefit of the doubt. Um, I don't. I don't like him in for extended periods. He tends to. He'll get a little bit of momentum, and then something will happen, and then it throws it way off, and then he's got, and then he kind of struggles to get back to it. Yeah. Um, I mean, you which, t- which is what happened against. LA this past weekend. You like, can tell he's he just, he's uncertain of starting again. Exactly. Uh, I mean, you remember Teddy, you know, those first two years before mm-hmm. he had that injury. He, I mean, he was, people are like, how the hell did anybody let him slide? Yeah. yeah. You know, and then 
Well, and to his to his credit, I will say it is hard to be Drew Brees' backup. Like that's that's a hard position yeah. to be in because you're never going to play. Because you're never going to play exactly. Drew Brees does not and get then, hurt exactly. Drew Brees does not get hurt, and then when he does, in the rare times that it happens, he comes in and he's like, "Oh shit, I have a job to do." <laughs> well, I mean, it's almost like they caught him in the break room. Like, no, we need you. Come back. Like, put the hot dog down, Teddy. Come back. Um. <laughs> but no, like there were parts in that game, like right, probably towards the end of the third quarter, where I was just like, "Put Taysom in!" Oh my god. But you know, I mean, the the big thing about Breeze, outside of Michael Thomas, the rest of the the Saints wideouts aren't good. Breeze knows how to elevate them. Mm-hmm. Um. Teddy Bridgewater, I, I mean, I think you're going to see the offense kind of go from, you know, that... Well, that, Kamara can only do so much. Yeah, that fun and gun, mm-hmm. um, you know, stretching the field. I, I honestly see him, like, chopping the offense down. You're going to see probably more screens and more, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Kamara so splitting passes, out wide. Yeah. But, you know, but you're probably going to see a lot more running, so you're going to see Kamara split more carries with Latavius Murray, mm-hmm. which is a smart idea. Um, I guarantee you they're probably kicking themselves in the ass right now. Like, why the fuck did we let Ingram walk? Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. But I mean, and that's that's a thing. You're gonna have to adjust the offense. You mm-hmm. can't run the same offensive packages without Breeze. Yeah. Uh, Breeze, you know, in the right. shotgun or under center. But I mean, still, I mean, all that being said, I think New Orleans is still fairly hopeful that we're gonna come out. Now, I'm not gonna say unscathed. Right. Probably, you know, I'm not gonna have the stellar season we were. Projected I don't know. You play in the NFC it. South, and the rest of those teams look like, Ugh. right? I mean, we're, <laughs> but, we're I mean, getting ready to talk fairly, about the Panthers. I, I will say, as a New Orleans fan, I, I can say that the Houdat Nation is still fairly confident right now. But give us, <laughs> give us like three more games, and then ask me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, okay, I can honestly see Peyton if, if Bridgewater's struggling, just saying to hell with it. He'll get your ass in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because Peyton's not one of those guys to stand for that. No, he doesn't. No, Peyton is. He is very. He's very smart with his players. Yeah. He's very, very smart with his players. And there's a reason so. they've held on to him. They. I mean, Just they've had another five year contract. Yeah, they've had an, so much interest in Taysom Hill. You know, because backup quarterbacks are a premium thing to have. And, mm-hmm. and yeah. but but they've already got the hot. I think it's the highest paid. He's the highest paid backup in seven Bridgewater. Million, yeah, seven million dollars a season. Uh, yeah. So. But yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Sticking in the NFC South and a little bit closer to home, Cam Newton. I'm sorry, reagger- you mean ma'am? <laughs> Medea. Uh, he uh, he re- re-aggravated a foot injury this week. And yeah. Ron Rivera is very uh, shy about talking about him. Oh, or yeah. adamant that he's not going to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, might Ron, be a better way to put that. Ron, yeah, but Ron, Riverboat Ron, he keeps plays his cards close to the vest, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I mean, he knows when to hold them. Yep. <laughs> uh, other quarterbacks out. Sam Darnold's out with mono, and I tell you what. Well, hold on. I tell before, you before what. we move on to Sam, though. Okay. I think Cam Newton. This could be his last year, honestly. Um, he's been in the same playthrough injury, uh, surgery after the season rehab cycle that Andrew Luck was going through for years. Yeah. Um, When's and it, it's not helping. Yeah, and let's face it, he took a beating those first few years mm-hmm. because one, he didn't like to slide, and two, refs missed a lot of dirty hits on him a lot. 
you know, I mean, it, at a certain point, like, I can see him just being like, you know what, fuck it. I feel like that was an attack on the Saints. No, no, <laughs> no, it was everybody. Yeah, it was everybody. It, I mean, dude, he, he Timothy, it he was took, everybody. He took a beating, you know. Um, he didn't look good in those few preseason snaps. It looked like he was struggling still to get like push off and and actually generate torque to throw the ball. Right. Um, and then that you know, it's just he looks like he's struggling. Um, and at a certain point, man, I can just see him being like, you know what, I'm done. Like I get my balls busted no matter what I do. Um. And, you know, the guy could throw for 500 yards and 20 touchdowns in a game, and then there's still going to be some dickhead out there nitpicking at him, you know, because he's Cam Newton. Yeah. You know, uh, I just, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see him call it. Like, I really wouldn't. Now we can talk about uh, I, I tell the kissing you, fiend. I tell you what, <laughs> if, if somebody had said, hey, an AFC East quarterback is out with mono, I would not have guessed it was Sam Darnold. It had been the other guy notorious for kissing. I mean, but Sam Darnold's out. Listen, Tom only kisses his own family. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is this, I mean, is, is this junior high again? Apparently. For, uh, he's out with Mono he's, indefinitely. He's a Southern Cal guy. He's just going around making out with every, every woman in New York right now. Yeah. <laughs> Trevor Simeon goes out with an ankle injury when Miles Garrett just levels him. And now you've got Luke Falk. The third stringer starting this week and against the Patriots. Cap, Cap can't get a job though. Can't, I mean, can't get a job. We, I was I was gonna bring it up later. <laughs> I was gonna bring it up later. But we've got all these quarterbacks out. Is it time that somebody is? Does somebody give him a chance, dude? I the Panthers already signed Eric Reed. Why don't you sign Cap? And at the very at the very least, okay. Let's say that all the naysayers are right, right? Doesn't this at least put it out of the conversation? Nobody ever goes near it again. Yeah. But now you've got you've got Eric Reed sitting on the Panthers yeah. with Cam Newton out for the foreseeable future, and and Reed and Cap are tight. Well, I just I find it funny how this is a complete just like just fart in the face of what you were saying of talent over morals. Yeah. But for some reason with Cap. Suddenly, oh no, it's more we are on our moral high horse. Yep. No, no, yep. no. We we're not touching that. But it's like, get the fuck out of here. At the yeah. very least, Cap has to be better than whoever's backing exactly. up Cam Newton. Luke exactly. Falk. Okay. Exactly. He's got a job. Exactly. <laughs> Who is Luke Falk? Uh he's actually your neighbor. I've thought it'd been quiet. Yeah, it's been yeah. quiet because he got quiet. that job in New York. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I mean, is it time to at least give the yeah. guy a shot? Why not? What, what do you have it's to lose? It's been time to yeah. give the guy a shot. You know, it's been time. We, we can't sit here and, and let the NFL blow smoke up our ass about how, you know, we've got the best players and, you know, they, they got their off-merit bullshit, <laughs> okay? Yeah. You know who doesn't? Like, Luke Falk should not be even a third stringer. You know, he wasn't that good in college, you know? Like, you look at some of these backups and it's just like, Holy shit. I mean, I love Ohio State. I think we all know that. But Cardale Jones just got cut off the Seahawks practice squad. And he's literally parlayed a couple hundred thousand dollars as a backup for like three, four years. Mm-hmm. Out of like three games. Yeah. You know? Yeah. like, And he should never have been drafted. Yeah. No. I mean, I, yeah. I'll admit it. I love what he did for us. He won those three games, gave us the national championship. He beat Bama. And then looked like... Uh, 
And then that was it. And the next season. The next season, he was on off with JT Barrett. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, it it really is, it's got to be time to at least give Cap the chance to put up or shut up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's... If, if he's going to have his agent reaching out to all these teams saying, hey, he's been training every day for three years, uh, he's ready to go, just give us a call. Yeah. Give him the chance. Let's put the conversation to rest. He's either everything that he was in San Francisco or he's everything that these naysayers are saying. Yeah. Yep. But it, it's it's time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't understand. Like, I, I mean, there are, I think there's three AAF quarterbacks as backups in the NFL. Yeah, the Browns have one. Yeah, you know, like, if you can give them a job, you can give a dude who went to, what, two straight NFC Championship games? He went to a Super Bowl. Yeah, and then played in a yeah. Super Bowl. So, I'd like that kind of uh, pedigree. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another quarterback out, Nick Foles. Uh, collarbone injury in week one. He's They're looking at week 11 loosely. I'm not holding as a return, but uh, probably the newest phenom in the NFL is his backup and uh, Gardner meet uh, Minshew. Gardner Minshew, have you seen this guy? Is he the one that has the Uncle Rico stash? Yes. Okay. He looks yeah. just like young Uncle Rico. He, he, okay. he rocked that yeah. stash his last year at Washington State. Yeah, and I some, saw that. I saw the the ESPN like little like mini doc. Um, yeah, I know. I saw the little ESPN mini doc kind of about it and like explaining it or whatever. What was, was like, this about him training in like a jock strap in the gym? Yeah, he did. Uh, he just wears whatever he wants. Everybody's in love with this guy all of a sudden just because, I mean, he looks like a porn star. Well, now Bleacher Report wrote up this thing uh, today. Like, is it, should they just keep him starting when, when Foles gets back? He had one good game and it was just a good game. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was like 20 of 30 for 204 yards. That's not going to cut it. No. You can't throw for 200 yards in the NFL anymore. All right? And Fournette was in negative yardage until he busted a 69-yard run towards the end of the game. All right? So you really – we know Leonard Fournette's not a running back you can count on. He is just not the guy, you know, at in the NFL level. And they're not deep at running back. And it's just like, don't – let's not uh, – let's not – hang our hat on Garner Minshew until we see him play a couple mm-hmm. more games and it, if he can keep that up consistently. Yeah, and uh, last night he was 20 of 30 for 204 yards and two touchdowns uh, against the, the Titans. So, <laughs> we'll get there, Mac. We'll get there. Um, I mean, so now you, you count Andrew Luck's retirement. We're looking at six starting quarterbacks, seven if you count the Jets twice, who are out. That's, I mean, they lost their starter and they lost their backup. (laughs) How bad do you have to suck in life? Um, Do do they need to get, you know, Mark Wahlberg on the phone, get him to come back out? Oh, yeah, just something, anything, just... Oh, wait, no, that was the Eagles. Yeah, he was Vince, what, Vince Papali wasn't his name? But even then, I mean, fuck it, why not? I mean... (laughs) So who's panicking the most right now? Of of the teams who have lost their quarterback, who's panicking the most? Well, it is okay. And he's not panicking. They went in. And, no, and, and he's he, actually surprisingly yeah, they're playing pretty yeah. well. We'll we'll see what Brissett does when he starts playing better defenses. Um, New Orleans is not panicking. Yeah, they're side eyeing it, but they're not panicking. Yeah, 
And, and I think, you know, as like I said, if, if Bridgewater struggles, I don't see Peyton, like, thinking twice about throwing the hook out there and putting Hill, yeah. you know. Um, but on, I think it's the Jets. They, they weren't expected to do much, but Darnold, you know, he looked good towards the end of the season last year, mm. you know. Uh, but when you're, when you're rolling with Luke Falk and you're trying to pick up some stiff that, you know, was like, no, I really can't make it to practice because I'm actually an investment banker making more money as a, <laughs> you know, veterans minimum guy. Um, you know, I, I think it would be the Jets. I mean, you just look at all of them. I mean, Minshew, he's a feel-good story. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe the Panthers, too. Panthers panicking a little bit? Yeah. I would say so, yeah. Yeah, because their backups didn't really look that great in preseason. And... I mean, it doesn't, help e- it doesn't help their case either that with Breeze going down, maybe the Panthers had a shot at that division. I mean, the division's kind of wide open yeah. because there's not a good team there, especially with Breeze gone. Maybe the Panthers do panic. I mean, it would make sense for them to go out. Like, because you got Will Greer, who's a third-round pick. I think that was smart. But he's not backing, he, you know, he's not number two. He's not QB2. Um, and that other guy, I just, I've never really been sold on. Um, I saw his name right before I came in, and I can't remember it. But um, Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, that dude. <laughs> that dude. I mean, he's, to me, he's faceless white guy. Uh, <laughs> you know, backup quarterback. Um, he's Wonder Bread. Yeah. You know, and it's just, his game is totally different than Cam's. You know, he's not really a threat to run. Um, you're not going to be able to run RPOs. Kyle Allen. Okay, Kyle Allen. You know, you're not really running RPOs with that dude, which takes away a fast of that offense, which really makes McCaffrey, when you can run a good RPO with McCaffrey, he's he'll have a game like he did the first game. Yeah. You know? I tell you who's not panicking is any fantasy football owner who's got Le'Veon Bell. Um, because... At this point, Luke Falk's not throwing to anybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All the Jets need is somebody to stand there and turn the hand the ball off <laughs> and let Bell get three, four hundred yards on the ground. I mean, um, they look like Army. Yeah, throwing two much. passes a game. <laughs> uh, final QB situation to talk about is the Giants. Mac, you predicted, you, you said week three or four. Uh, well, you said week four, the Redskins were going to make the call to put in. Dwayne Haskins, yep. but the Giants were going to get there first. Yep. And sure enough, we're heading into week three, and Daniel Jones is named the starter in New York. So I was in New York City this past weekend, and um, I'm getting ready to go do whatever I was going to do that night. But I put the Giants, you know, turn mm-hmm. football on, it's the Giants. Eli, um, he, he was floating passes, which is something he's done for like the last three years. But the thing, he's openly cringing in the pocket. Like, before he's even getting touched, he's just, uh, you know? I mean, you can't have... Don't hit me, don't hit me, yeah. don't hit me, don't hit me. <laughs> you can't have a guy like that. I mean, granted, that other than Saquon, that, that team is, offensively, is just... Uh, um, Do you think this is the end of the Eli era? No, because as we've seen, there is a problem with having quarterbacks. I would not... Be shocked to see him on another team. Next well, he year. said he wasn't going to waive his no trade clause. Yeah. Well, he's not. He's not going to sit either. I no. guarantee he's not going to sit. I mean, maybe this season, sure. But if he can, you know, have a chance to go play somewhere else, like I wouldn't put it past him. Let's face it, all these great quarterbacks end up on other teams at the end. 
every single one of them. Well, I mean, she, Peyton did. Well, I mean, the way that quarterbacks are dropping like flies right now, I mean. Somebody might put together a nice package for exactly. the Giants to trade him. Exactly. Uh, entice him to come somewhere. I exactly. wouldn't be surprised if Dave Gettleman tried to swing something like that. He's under so much shit, right? Like, that. he's he showed, and, and when he was the GM in Carolina, there is not a defensive lineman I will not pick. Mm-hmm. Well, Dave, what about the rest of the team? What rest of the team? Defensive <laughs> lineman, I will not all pick. Day, yeah, day. all day. You know, and uh, he caught hell for it. And look at him now. Like, he's catching hell for a lot of those personnel moves he's done. Um, I mean, he might go down as one of the worst GMs in history just based on the Beckham trade. Uh, you don't give up talent like that and really get nothing back in return, you know. Um, speaking of the Browns, let's look at the NFL for a little bit. Uh, through week two, a lot of fans have a lot of questions. Uh, in Cleveland, I, I love my Browns. Everybody knows I love my Browns. No, no shit. But they haven't exactly lived up to our hype. Uh, some of that is probably self-fulfilled prophecy. Uh, shock me, shock me, shock me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but is, is it a bird that was in here? <laughs> is it a matter of the Browns were overhyped? They just working out the kinks? Their offensive line sucks. That's mm. definitely the weak point. You know what, though? I... Oh, it's going to taste like vinegar coming out. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're working the kinks out. I think that they've got the components to get a get a decent conveyor belt of shit going. I mean, and the, there's definitely a discipline issue. There, there is a discipline issue, but I think week one was brutal. Give it brutal. I think it, everything. I think, I think if you give it a wins. couple of seasons, I think uh, if you give it a couple of seasons, then you I might mean, have something to talk about. Not with that offensive line. Well, no, the offensive line needs help. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going that's to... A, that's a bottom five group. Uh, bottom five in the NFL, easily. Especially when your your left tackle or your left guard... Well, okay, it, it's now, a swinging door. How long did it take well, the Saints a, he to get an offensive dude. line? He kicks, so kicks a dude in the oh, first no, week. No, this, this, the, the Browns' offensive line was neglected in the chase for Odell Beckham and, and upgrading the skill positions. Mm-hmm. They traded their best offensive lineman to yeah. New York. Um in that trade, Kevin Zeitler, which is the biggest problem of those five, right? Um, and then they're they're not too deep. They 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 the starters they have are should be good. It should be a good unit. But so far they've shuffled, I think three different offensive line or you know eight eight offensive linemen in total. Yeah, uh, trying to find something that works. Like you can't, you don't have Dante Scarnecchia who. It's not even an argument. He is the greatest offensive line coach ever. He will take stiffs and turn them into pro bowlers, and then they leave New England and show, I really can't play without Dante Scarnecchia coaching me. <laughs> okay? Um, you don't have that guy. Freddie Kitchens doesn't have that guy. Right. You know? And what was a strength last season is its biggest weakness, and it still didn't look good last week. Like, that was a team the Browns should have won by at least – you know, 10 more points. Yeah, I think they still allowed three sacks against the Giants. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't... That That's a game that you're you're supposed to be putting the beat down on, and you don't take your foot off the gas. That should yeah. have been a statement game, and it wasn't. And, and it's there because was their a, offensive line suits. There was just that one point that showed flashes of what could be that 89-yard pass. 
I mean, that that's what people were expecting with the Browns. Was no, that pass? That's what, that's what people were expecting from Beckham. Beckham, all right? He, that's your deep threat. He's supposed to do that. Um, but look at how he caught it. It was a slant. Yep. That was Landry's route. If you give Beckham a deep out, uh, your boy Baker doesn't have enough time to complete that pass because he's going to end up on his back, you know? Mm-hmm. And the so. Browns do have a difficult schedule coming up. The Rams are in town this week, and then we're at Baltimore. We'll talk about them here in a minute. Uh, at San Francisco, home for Seattle. Then we got a buy in the Patriots. We're off the Fox <laughs> for the Patriots. So it's not going to get easier. Um, I mean... You said you wanted to adjust your predictions. I think you said eleven and five, and I yeah, I mean, and that was based off of the offensive the line playing like they did, and you know, last season that offensive line isn't getting into five hundred. Hmm. It's not going to happen. You have to be able to keep Baker on his feet so he can hit those deep passes and throw those slants to Landry and the open holes for Chubb and whatever fucking stiff they have is RB two <laughs> these days. Because um, they until Hunt comes in, yeah, you know. Um, but if you have poor offensive line play, that dictates how the the how the offense goes, you know, and they, it doesn't look good, you know. I mean, honestly, if if you put an average offensive line in front of Baker against the Jets, he's hanging thirty five, you know, yeah. hanging thirty five, and and uh, Odell probably would have had two hundred yards receiving. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the teams that is starting well, however, is uh the Cowboys. Uh, yeah. they, they've got that core of Dak, Zeke, and Cooper. And Heather, I, I mean, I'm feeling you rolling your eyes. I'm feeling Listen, you. They literally just like rolled down the back of that throat. <laughs> but Prescott's 51 of 62, 82.3% passing. He's at 674 yards and seven touchdowns. He's only thrown one interception. Uh, and it, it's his contract year, and he's playing like it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he the thing is, he... He's a good quarterback. I still don't see him as a $40 million a year quarterback. But he's going to get it. He's playing yeah. like yeah. it. Yeah, well, let's see what happens when he starts playing better teams. Yeah, I mean, he's played mm-hmm. the Redskins and the Giants. I was going to say, who have they played? Yeah. Uh, division rivals. Yeah. Yeah, division uh, rivals, but those are two of the weaker teams in the league right now. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I like what Amari's doing. Um, I, he's... Ten receptions for 150 yards. Yeah, and 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 Dak's getting the ball spread around too, which is really like good to see. He's not just focusing on one receiver. Yeah. Um, but I mean Zeke needs to get more involved. Um, you know he should have like you're you're playing against two of the worst defenses. Yeah. You know like rack up stats, man. Like that. That's what you're that, supposed that to do. That was your chance. Yeah. <laughs> you know. That's your time to shine, Kansas. Yeah. I mean that's what I would have done. I would have been like. Yo, Dak, you're audibling out of this pass because mm-hmm. you already have like 312 yeah. yards. Put give on me the right. Yeah, yeah. Give give me the ball. Yeah. Um, we're we're not going to see a challenge for a little while with Dallas. Uh, they got Miami this week. They're a 22 <laughs> point favorite. That's it. No, have you seen the the lines for this week? The Patriots are favored by 22 and a half. The the Cowboys are favored by 22. Because <laughs> uh, the Patriots have the Jets. Yeah. Um, are we gonna be hanging next week? They got a breezeless New Orleans, mm-hmm. and then you got Green Bay, who's has shown great uh, defensive play, and their offense has just kind of been like, eh. 
What are the odds that Dallas goes six and zero heading into Philly Week Seven? I wouldn't be surprised. Oh. Uh, oh. You don't nope. think so? Nope. We're, are you really saying New Orleans? Well, of course I am. But no, but like in all seriousness, no, I don't. I don't see that. Uh. Uh-uh. Even with a breezeless New Orleans, I don't. I just don't. I think. I I like New Orleans defense. I was gonna say our D line is not gonna let that. Happen. Yeah, but you're you're the those two cornerbacks and Eli Apple and. Um, Who's the other guy? I can't remember, uh, but they they can they can be had on on deeper routes. So mm. uh, the last team that's interesting to me right now is Baltimore. We we talked a lot about Lamar Jackson in the the preseason. Lamar, uh, whether or not he could actually pass, it's been a topic of interest all summer. Um, but he's been insane so far, albeit against weak opponents. He's 41 to 57. He's thrown 596 yards, seven touchdowns, no interceptions. He's got Kansas City this week. He's added 126 yards on the ground. Is that weak opponents or is Lamar for real? Uh, let's face it, he's going to rack up more yardage anyway because Kansas City's defense isn't that great out there. <laughs> oh, yeah, that one's, that one's going to look like a, a college football shootout. It's going to yeah. be like 49 42. Um, I mean, I. Uh, you know, I, we've talked about this. I'm high on Lamar Jackson. I like him. He's a really talented dude. Um, and I like seeing players who are told, you're kind of, you know, you're, you should have switched positions. You know, you're not good enough to play quarterback. And then he comes out. I mean, yeah, he ran a lot towards the end, of, you know, yeah. in that small sample last season. But he's he's a good quarterback. You know, he's a really good quarterback. I liked him in college. Yeah. I I kind of bought into his hype in college. Yeah. I don't, I don't think he was utilized as well as he could have been. But he he is one of the rare instances of a college quarterback going translating into, go, yeah. translating into the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's because uh, you know Harbaugh, uh, he you know I'm gonna put my players in the best possible position, you know, best position to make plays. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you <laughs> when you go into the season last year, Joe Flacco's our starting, and you're just like. You know, and then he gets hurt, and then Harbaugh's just like, all right, man, this is what we're going to do. We'll chop the playbook down. We'll, we'll put RPOs in. Yeah. And then they went out and hired Greg Roman. Greg Roman had his most success as a coordinator, as the offensive coordinator of the San Francisco 49ers under the other Harbaugh <laughs> with Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, you went know? from one to the other. Yeah, you know, so, I mean, I think this is this will be good for Lamar because this, this oh, wow, they did it again. <laughs> um, Block field goal? <laughs> Okay, listen. <laughs> Sorry, we're watching the USC Utah game as we exactly. as we record. It's like squirrels, uh, and it's just yeah. I, yeah. Sometimes I see the shiny things, Heather. Yes. Don't judge me, okay? Uh, um, but no, I you know Lamar Jackson. I he I think he's got a good he's got a good head for the game. Um, he's got a good work ethic, and you could really see how much he improved as a passer from mm-hmm. end of last year going into this year. Yeah. And I mean, I I'm buying the hype. I mean, granted. You, you're going to beat up on the teams you're supposed to beat up on. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, he, he's got talent. That He's got the talent to do it, and he's got the want to do it, which is always a big issue. So, real quick, who wins the shootout, Lamar or Mahomes? Oh, man, I'm going to take Mahomes. I think Mahomes just throws 50 touchdowns and 11 billion yards. I mean, they got very comparable stats, I think, yeah. going into this game. But right now, Kansas City's got better skill position players. Hmm. Baltimore's got better defense. Yeah, but I mean, Mahomes showed he could chew through anybody. Yeah, like he really did. Uh, any other 
NFL topics we want to cover? I mean, there's been a lot going on the last two weeks. So, who's the next diva wide receiver to get in trouble? There's got to be one. (laughs) At this point, who knows? (laughs) Who knows? It could be fucking Mr. Rogers for all we know. He's a saint. He is a saint. Uh, Yeah. Rest in peace, Mr. Rogers. So, So, let's pivot then to college football. We're entering week four. And real quick, want to give our condolences. Hop along, Cassidy, Ohio State Heisman passed away today, age of eighty-five. It's good life. I'll give you. I'll give you all that. Thank yeah. you. I will raise my beard to that. But we've had some high-profile games so far. We've had Auburn, Oregon, um, LSU, that Texas. Was week one. That was week one. LSU, Texas was as good as advertised. Oh yeah, it was. Uh, that was a great game. That um, was a great game. Yes, it was. What are some highlights for you guys so far? I mean, LSU-Texas was a fun game. I, I really, that I mean, that's where LSU was like, oh, we can we can play offense? <laughs> we can do this, guys! <laughs> and, and, and then you got Ed Ortron on the sideline. How dare you? <laughs> Burrow's emerging. Yes. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. He was 31 for 39. Yeah, I mean, it's... And, 471 yards yep. that game. And it was good enough for LSU to leapfrog Ohio State and Oklahoma. And they should have. I mean, uh, beating Texas is a lot bigger than beating up on Cincy, Indiana. And, granted. You know. yeah. Granted. I'm not yeah. denying. It was, it was definitely hostile territory yeah. going into it. Do you know they did not have AC? I did hear that. In their, uh, in their locker room. Did not have AC. Yeah. Probably my favorite part, though, is in the fourth quarter. And Joe Burrow is just... Princess waving <laughs> to the fans behind him. So right so. now the ranking again. You're welcome for that. You're welcome. <laughs> Clemson's still number one. Alabama two. Georgia's three. LSU's four, and Oklahoma's five. That's a good top. Five. I mean, that's uh, a good that's, top five. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't think you can go wrong with with that. Anybody who complains about that is just they're whinging. That's what they're doing. They're whinging. <laughs> yeah. uh, who's been impressive so far? We, we talked LSU. Mm-hmm. Who else? Oh, man, like, I didn't approach this from, like, a team thing. Um, I looked at more, like, players, things in the pre- yeah. like Shane Buchel at SMU. Uh, he transferred in from Texas uh, and just, re- you know, realized he could play football again. Um, and, and, you know, SMU is 3-0 and right now. Right. You know, um, pleasantly surprised with Justin Fields. Yeah, uh, that that team came together a little bit faster. Yeah, he still needs some work. Uh, I, I will but, grant we haven't played strong opponents. Yeah, but Indiana is a a conference game, and we hung fifty one. Yeah, you know what else is a conference game when LSU plays Vandy? Right. <laughs> That's this weekend. They're there. This weekend. They're there. But hey, you know, but yeah. should they be? <laughs> but I mean, I mean that. The, the Ohio State offense is gelling a little bit faster than I think people thought was going to happen with a new quarterback and a new coach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I'm surprised that you two haven't brought up the Michigan Army game. Oh, we're getting to the disappointments. Oh, okay. I'm, okay. I asked for impressive. No, no. Impressive. Oh, okay. impressive. Army, uh, Army has done nothing but go from 7-6 and six to 10-2. and two. God knows what they'll do this season mm-hmm. because when you can hang in there that long, when you – your heaviest offensive lineman is 260. Uh, and I want to say that he's like the right guard. Yeah. Um, p- playing against guys that are 320 and that can bench press you. You know, the, the fact that you can grind them down and do as well as they did. 
And but the thing is, Jeff Monken has built this team back up from nothing. Well, so. yeah. well, okay. So if we're gonna do who we were impressed with, Maryland. Maryland, Maryland. impressed Maryland. until they walked into Temple. I feel like they listened to our episode <laughs> when we were talking about Syracuse and then just blew the doors off of them. Maryland was super <laughs> impressive, and then they walked into Temple. It, and how do you lose that game? Be, I, Maryland's not a deep team, so like. I don't. Ex- I didn't. You know, I wouldn't expect them to. No, to but carry, I was. You know. I was impressed though with what they. Put oh up yeah, those first two Syracuse, games. Yeah. Especially because we were like, oh yeah, Syracuse. Yeah, Syracuse. That's a good solid. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because they played Clemson they well looked, last. They year. looked really tough the last couple of years, yeah. and then. When, and they, then, when they score 106 points, you know, like, it was ridiculous. <laughs> and I think, I think they hung with Clemson for a little bit of their game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Michigan's going to get embarrassed this weekend. Uh, they've got what is they supposed to be yes. a high build game because it's ranked yes. teams yeah, and all that. Wisconsin. is going to walk all over them. No, because I, I want Wisconsin to, like, throw 10 passes and mm-hmm. run the ball 61 times. Yeah. And I really like their running back. Like he, the dude's just a beast. Right. Um, well, I just don't think Shea Patterson though is the showstopper no, that no, they've no. really kind of hyped him up. I, I, like, he's, like he's a solid college quarterback. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but he's not this end all be all. Yeah, no, they were no. And I never understood that when he was at Ole Miss. Yeah, like it was like okay. But remember, as a freshman, he had that that year where he played. Yeah. They played Bama close, and it was literally he did everything, right? Mm-hmm. You know. But it's just like I don't, I don't get it. You know, yeah. like it's mm-hmm. okay. But um, you know, I. But another like su- thing I've been pleasantly surprised about is um, uh, Cincy. Like yeah. you know, Luke Fickle, good coach, and yeah, they they got crushed. But that was a game they should have gotten. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he just the fact that you got this guy who, you know, he had that one in year at Ohio mm-hmm. State. He caught hell for it. Stayed on under Urban, and he's really done good work at Cincinnati. Well, yeah. Colorado didn't look that bad against. No, Nebraska. they did. Like, they? they actually played very physical and, uh, and kept up. Yeah, that new head coach at Colorado is like, you guys remember we were good. Yeah, so time. I was, I, that's, that was another one on my, oh, okay, I see you out there. Yep. So, yeah, so that's what I got for my week two. Like, so, I, I mentioned that Michigan's going to get embarrassed at Wisconsin. Yes. So, we're looking at disappointments. Yeah. The other one that's going to be a high build game, but it's going to end up with one team just getting crushed because they don't belong. And I think their number seven is Georgia Notre Dame. Notre Dame doesn't belong there. No. Did you see that in Georgia they have started taking out the Irish Spring soaps <laughs> in the stores? Like literally, I swear to God, they have they, there's little signs that say temporarily. Yes, really petty. I mean, we can't say anything. The week of Ohio State, Michigan, they cross all the. You guys take out the M's. Yes. You take out your M's in text. (laughs) Yes, but that's an actual rivalry game. This is Georgia Notre Dame. This is ridiculous. Is Uh, what this is. She's just getting fired up. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's another one that it's high build and. I mean Notre Dame. They don't stand a chance. Do they? Well, speaking. Am I wrong? Well, speaking of rivalries, so. though, Cisco. How did y'all feel about that one? Which one? The Iowa Iowa State game. Oh, yeah. 
wound up being like an almost 10 hour game with yeah. right. lightning delay. Right, and it was a one point victory. Yeah, one point victory. 18, 17, did you 17, know, 16. Did you know that Iowa hadn't had a turnover in that game since 2015? Really? Mm-hmm. Fun fact. I like Fun that fact. one. I like You're that one. You're welcome for that. I mean, Matt Campbell at Iowa State has that team playing so much better than they really are. I mean, they, they always get that upset. Yeah, I mean, they, but they've been a chronic doormat for decades, and Campbell comes over from uh, Toledo mm-hmm. and just starts, people just want, they want to play for him. So he's pulling guys from all over the place, and he's pulling recruits that typically used to go be Hawkeyes and... I mean that that's actually going to be a fun one to watch for the next couple of years until Campbell moves on to one of the like top ten jobs. Oh yeah. Well, speaking also of that game, since I brought it up, I guess this will be Heather's feel good corner. <laughs> <laughs> new but segment. The, yeah, new segment alert. Um, but did you guys see the beer money sign? I did. Story. I did the bush light one. That is so amazing. So so for the listeners who might not have been on this basically this kid Carson King he created you know his sign asking for money to replenish his beer supply bush light specifically yeah yeah that's so gross right listen well listen though but it ends up all right you really make you know stupid decisions about what to spend your you know your scholarship money on (laughs) should we should we pull our money and send this guy some real beer (laughs) but he never thought it was going to take off the way that it did and as of thursday night he had accumulated sixty seven thousand dollars i knew it was 36 wait a minute i'm pretty sure Oh, wait, but no, I'm getting there. Hold okay, on. Okay, you're getting there? I'm getting there. Okay. So, once once it started, like, really getting the momentum... Because he, he really only wanted enough money to get a little bit of beer. He just, yeah, he, he just, just wanted, wanted a case. He just wanted a case. <laughs> Yo, bro, can you vend me five bucks for a case like, of bush? I think it was something like in the first 30 minutes, he had, like, $600. Uh, and that's why I'm still... And that was why game low. day was still on. Like, yeah. he was still there. Yeah, well, so, he, he got there early. Yeah, he got there early, yeah. And, um... And so what he did is he tweeted out, you know, that any money that was that he got, it was going to go to the Iowa Stead Family Children's Hospital, you know, the yep. one where they where they turn and wave to right. them, you know. Um, and so that tweet went viral and got the attention of Anheuser Busch, yep, uh, and Venmo, who pledged to match his donation. And so, and then a local construction company. Offered to donate three hundred dollars for every new roof it installs through the end of September. Wow! So, so his tweet on Thursday was, "We've now reached over sixty-seven thousand dollars, which means uh, UI Children's is going to receive over two hundred thousand dollars." Nice. Nice. After Bush Beer and Venmo match, let's go, baby, for the kids and. Carson, because of his good deed, he is getting free beer for a year. Yeah, Bush is giving him a, a yeah. year's worth of beer. Now, what is that for a college student? Is that is that like we're in our thirties? We get a like enough to last us a year. My grandma used to drink Bush Light mm-hmm. and uh, was about a, a twelve pack a year. Uh, oh no! Oh, <laughs> oh no! This this dude is he's gonna milk it. What, oh, yeah. what qualifies as that year of dude, beer? Is oh, it boy. every time he needs oh, more? Boy is going to go get <laughs> one of those. Ham. Yeah, he's, he's gonna go get a storage space, the biggest one he can get, mm-hmm. and just flash the card. That's I awesome. feel like we need to go party in Iowa. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. You know, so. you know what's in Iowa besides that beautiful children's hospital? Bushlight? Nothing. Corn. <laughs> 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 but you know what, though? One of my favorite signs from game day last week was, uh, it was it said Iowa, and then it said 75% vowels, 25 or 100% awesome. Or <laughs> <laughs> that works. You can do that. The game day signs are... Game day signs that, is my favorite yeah, part. That's yeah. my favorite part of game day. I, I do love me some football, but man, game day signs, nah, that's it. Like, yeah. I wish I was, like, witty enough to make a good sign, <laughs> right. you know? Like, I would just sit there well, and be see, like... and that wasn't even witty. No, it was just that smart. Was just, yeah. yeah. Was brilliant. So, yeah, that was, uh, that was really good. That was so, really awesome. So our kudos of the day goes to, who was it, Carson? Carson King. Carson, yeah. Carson King. Yeah. And I think they released, like, they're, they're sending him beer that's got his image on it. Probably. I thought I had seen that they had, like, the Bushlight awesome. logo on one side <laughs> and the other side, instead of Bushlight, it was uh, Carson King and a yeah. picture See, of him. See, like, that's why uh, I love the college football community like because we will rally around a cause and just run yep. with it i mean it all the kid wanted was 12 like was like <laughs> like 20 bucks. bucks yeah, yeah. 30 bucks i, I think a, a 24 pack they said was like 18 dollars exactly. yeah yeah and and he ends up donating gen- 200 000. generating 200k for the children's house but that's I, I love stories like that yeah. yes so. Uh, and at least he wasn't greedy with it. Like he's just like, I just, I just want a case of beer. Okay, all right. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna t- say this, and this will be the only non-sports thing. I'm so tired of people bitching about the people, you know, the the Americans that are in college. Yeah. Um, like I go to school full time. I see what they do. Yeah. These people give more of their time than our parents ever fucking mm-hmm. do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like you know. I know what my, like, I love my mother, don't get me wrong, but, you know, she'd be the one that goes, oh, man, you know, I'd love to donate time. I don't have it. Okay, well, these kids go to school full-time, they're working, and, and they're still doing crazy amounts yeah. of, of charity work. Yeah. So, like, if we can just, like, and I you know for, if we have any older listeners, knock it the fuck off, okay? Like, just please <laughs> knock it off. I'm on a head local. All right, yes. So... Our local Fayetteville Woodpeckers fell just a game short of winning the Mills Cup, which was our Carolina League championship. They did. Uh, and they made a great push. Uh, yeah, I, I got your frantic texts, and I like I could feel frantic. I could yes. feel through oh, it, you know. My my heart was going crazy during game five of the, the Mills Cup championship. Um I I took up in the, the local Fayetteville Woodpeckers fans Facebook group, I started doing more like a half-inning updates, giving yeah. giving giving the half-inning uh, what happened, and then just moving on. And, you know, the last game, I was doing it from our Twitter, at Hometown Crowd. Um, and it was just heartbreaking because we pitched our asses off in that series. But let's back up a minute. Um Division finals, they went to five games, too. Yeah. Uh, we took in game, what ended up being game two. We were supposed to see game one, but we ended up taking in game two because the hurricane... Thanks for nothing, Dorian. Uh, it forced two double headers. Yeah. Uh, and both of them, we split one game each. Game five, Woodpeckers take it, 6-3 in Kinston. So we go ahead and face... Uh, Del- uh, Wilmington, the uh, Blue Rocks. Wilmington, Delaware, people. Yeah, yeah, not even Wilmington, North Carolina. Yeah, not even uh, a good Wilmington. Wilmington, Delaware, the Blue Rocks, which, okay. Uh, it's, it's minor league baseball. <laughs> right. right. Um, I mean, 
we're talking the level has got the trash pandas. Yes. And, <laughs> Huntsville, yeah. Alabama. I think they're called the Rocket City tra- Trash Pandas. Yeah, the Rocket City Trash Pandas. Um, which is great because Rocket and mm-hmm. Trash Pandas. Um, and uh, what's the one in uh, Jacksonville? Uh, Florida. Jacksonville's got a great one. The Jumbo Shrimp, I think. Yeah, I think. Oh, God. <laughs> the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. Uh, well, look at. Uh, can you imagine being the players and making that phone call home? Mom, <laughs> guess what team I just got signed to? Uh, but it's you the know Jumbo what? Shrimp. We'll do, in our league, we've got the Downeast Wood Ducks. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, New York Penley has the Lehigh Valley uh, Iron Pigs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, shit. Niles, Ohio has the Scrappers. You know. See, I feel like these are just like cornhole tournament names. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just what they go with. Yeah. I think that's how they they developed. Uh, Probably. So we we go on to Delaware. We face the Wood Ducks. Three one. We take game one. Awesome start. Uh, I actually predicted. Uh, this was going to go five. I thought we were gonna take it. I was looking at the stats, trying to do my analysis. I did predict five games, but... Way uh, to go, Tim. Way to go. This is your fault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, game two went 5-4 to Wilmington. It was the highest scoring game of the, the series, uh, which is saying something because minor league baseball tends to have a lot of high scoring games. Um, but it was more of a pitcher's duel. I was looking at the stats. These were, two, these were probably the two top pitching staffs in the Carolina League. Um, game three, we came back to Fayetteville. It did go the Woodpeckers' way. Uh, Hensley doubled in Costas and Taylor in the sixth. And that would prove to be the final runs that the Woodpeckers would score all series. And <laughs> you can't win if you don't score. It's gonna what? Be, right? Right? <laughs> no! Magical Magical thought. They were like 21. All I can uh, hear in my head is Lou Brown. <laughs> 21, <laughs> 21 innings without scoring a run. The final 21 innings, we didn't score a thing. It was heartbreaking. Especially because game four and five had the some of the best start, starting pitching I've seen at any level. Um Game four and five would be identical shutouts. Blue Rocks would put up a solo home run early on, and they tacked on a uh, insurance run. run in the ninth. Both games four and five. You could not tell which one I was talking about from that. Um, game four, Torres throws six innings, allows one run on three hits. Uh, that one run was a solo home run, and he struck out six and walked two. A fairly quality performance. Yeah, it's, it's a real good pitching. Yeah. Game five was even worse. I'm telling you, dude. Uh, Garcia goes six and a third. Allows one run. Again, a solo home run. Three hits. He strikes out 11 and walks nobody. Uh, he threw, I want to say it was like 96 pitches and 77 of them were strikes. It was somewhere in that range. And it was insane that we lost that series because that pitching is enough to win a series. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you you get your two starting pitchers, they let one run, and they go over six innings. Yeah, you should win those games. But Wilmington just outdueled us, outhit us, and you can't run. You can't win if you don't hit. Yeah, but 
Uh, I thought there was a lot to be excited about this season. Yeah, I mean, dude, first year in Fayetteville were, you know, league runner-ups. That's yeah. one game away from championship. Shabby. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's that's that's a good thing. That, it's something to get people excited and get them hooked and get their asses back in the seats next season. Absolutely. Well, some, since we're talking about pitchers, um, are we? Uh, is this where we dedicate this segment to Mike Fires Beard Goat? <laughs> <laughs> what does it look like? Uh, I thought I saw okay, the no, picture. He did. Hold no. on, let me describe it for the listeners. So basically, if he turns to the to the left, you get. It looks like a normal goatee. It, no, Almost. no, 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 no. It's it's a <laughs> chin strap. Chin strap. Chin strap with a mustache that does not connect. Yeah. So you get just the chin strap and a little bit. But then when he turns to the right, it looks it's like a goatee. goatee. <laughs> so it literally just looks like the number six. Look. That's so bad. <laughs> Why is that on his face? It, it does literally look like the number six. I don't know the face. story behind it. Uh, oh. It's super crazy. <laughs> I'm sorry, you were talking about pictures and it yep. reminded me yep. of our group I had chat. forgotten we were going to bring that up. So, um, you're welcome. Yeah. You are I wish welcome. I didn't have to see that again. When he said it the first time, I just sat there and was like, the fuck? <laughs> Get to look at it again. It's I'm just, just gonna uh, prop it. You know right what? Here. You know what? No, we're gonna is... get we're gonna get a fat head made, Heather. And oh my god! Right there. That is the best idea <laughs> right, ever. Right here. Yes. <laughs> or it could go in the door back here. Yeah, yeah. Just um, yeah. And they're so... gonna, and the thing is that like the CEO of Fathead's gonna be like, who the fuck wanted a Mike Fears Fathead? This is I just, ridiculous. I really just want to know what his thought process was. Like, even he was like, huh. I really dig a tin strap beard, but I also want to go tea. I don't want to go Let's tea. do both. Let's do uh, both. Is that is that the mullet of facial hair at this oh point? God. It's the something of facial hair. It's, uh, just, I, it's not even the mullet because I, I that's a party I don't want to go to. Yeah. Business on yeah. the right, party on the left. I, yeah, but then it's like which side is the business and which side is the party? <laughs> the goatee is obviously the business. Uh, yeah, it's whatever it is. Whatever um, that is, yeah. <laughs> uh, but back to the Woodpeckers. We averaged 3,600 in attendance this season. Mm-hmm. Nothing too shabby. I think we're fourth in the league. We won 72 games, second half South champions. Um, and we led the league not only in strikeouts, in which we set a Carolina League record with nearly 1,500 strikeouts this season. Dang. Um, we also led the league in home runs, OPS, slugging, OBP, RBIs, and runs. Uh, I enjoyed this season. I had a lot of fun. Um, I had a good time at the games I went to. Um, next season we're going to have to have a couple of, uh, the three of us. Yeah. You know? I won't be going to school, so that'll be nice. I'll be graduated. Uh, I can just, like, adult. Kind of, mm-hmm. sort of. Get some hometown crowd outing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so the beard was shaved because his teammates dared him to to do that. And to break up the monotony of September baseball. <laughs> so he did it. Okay. And he got injured in the second inning and said, <laughs> I got hurt. I had to shave that shit off. <laughs> they were so distracting. They were so distracting, okay? <laughs> Oh, man. Just... You know what? Thank you, Mike Fears. Thank you. We're getting your fat head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to next season already. 
Yeah, it, it. I mean, like I said, uh, I mean, I'd like to see, you know, maybe 14 fewer different uniform combos. Um, <laughs> yeah, we did have a lot this year. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm kind of over, like, the, the 14 alternate uniforms. Um, like, with Oregon, I get it. Like, Nike owns you, essentially, so Nike's going to do that. But, I mean... I get it. We're in Fayetteville, man. Just, uh, just a little tone down that, the We're army. Quite there yet. Yeah, tone down the army uniform. You know, variety bullshit, please. Yeah. Um, locally, we are hitting a slight dry spell here. Uh, we've got a couple of weeks in which there are no local sports. Uh, the heroes play in the spring. Woodpeckers are done till the summer. Uh, roller derby's done till the spring. Uh, Swamp Dogs are good, done till the summer, and the Marksmen don't start for another three or four weeks. Uh, so we got a little bit of a dry spell here for a couple I mean, of weeks, but... I've got some Fayetteville-adjacent sports people that I go to school with. <laughs> <laughs> go UNC Pembroke Braves. All right, go Braves, go Braves, go Braves, go Braves, go Braves. But I'm, I'm looking forward to the Marksmen. Should be a fun season. Yeah, yeah, um, I mean... I'll make it out to a couple games. Yep. Um, I'm trying to crack down and not get, like, senioritis. Because uh, it really was setting in before I left. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, no! You get scholarships. It's extra money in your pocket. Stop fucking around. And so I've kind of buckled down this week. Yeah. But that'll bring this week's episode to a close. Be sure to follow us on all of your social ma- media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Hometown Crowd. You can email us your questions at hometowncrowd at pod hometowncrowdpod at gmail.com. Uh, for Mac and Heather, I'm Tim. Thanks for cheering with the hometown crowd. Arrivederci. Bye-bye.